0: Have you been a victim of a scalper, and now you wander lost in the wild in fear that the toys you're hunting for will forever be out of your reach? Well, my fellow toy junkies, fear not. I have the answer. Well, actually, I don't, but these toy store owners do. Find them with me, Bevan, at a toy store near you, the podcast. what up everyone this is bevan and welcome to a toy store near you the companion podcast to the prime show a toy store near you i know our titles are so clever today we are going back down to texas and talking to Jaden's toys i'm so excited to let him in i want to learn all about george michael i want to learn all about his mall store and he's actually i think this is my first chain store that I get to talk to, which is very, very exciting. I also saw some Power Rangers in the episode. We're just going to get down and nerdy. Talk Nerdy Tootie. (laughs) Talk Nerdy to me. Guys, I have not even had a sip of tea yet, but I'm ready to do this. So let's go, shall we? It's a Jaden.
1: Hi, can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good fun fact you are close to dallas texas correct
1: yeah i'm i'm considered dallas yeah i'm just in a suburb north of dallas
0: great well fun fact my brother was born in richardson
1: oh wow yeah i know that area
0: yeah my dad used to teach at richardson high school as a choir director
1: oh nice yeah Yeah, richardson's about 20 minutes from me
0: okay yeah, I also yeah. am somewhat familiar with the Plano area, but it's, I was a wee lass when I was last in Dallas, Fort Worth.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Plain I've lived all over Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, mm-hmm. I live in Frisco now, which is a cool place, but it's about 15 minutes from Plano. So okay. it's all kind of, everything's kind of easy to get to in Dallas, really. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I mean? It's just a suburb.
0: Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Um, how often do you go to Schlitterbond?
1: Schlitterbond, I've only been once, actually. Really? I need to take my little girl there sometime. That was fun. I don't know how it is now with all the stupid COVID, but...
0: I wouldn't know either, but I do, re- I do recall the one time I went there, it was magical because there are two separate parks. One's like filtered lake water. That's the original one. And then the other one has a water jet roller coaster.
1: Yeah. When I went there, I had a good time. It yeah. was insane. Yeah, it was very crazy. Yeah, I liked it. They had this thing called the Lazy River, which was kind of fun.
0: Yeah, doesn't it dump you into the actual, isn't there one ride that dumps you into the actual lake?
1: Not when I was there. I would have not appreciated that.
0: Yeah, there is, yeah, there is one ride that I recall just being dumped into the actual lake. And I was like, so how do we get back to the park? Because now this yeah. is lame.
1: I would I would hate that. <laughs> I would hate to be in a lake where it's just, yeah, no thanks
0: no thanks um where are you from originally Jaden?
1: pretty much dallas
0: just dallas okay all right yeah i've
1: i'm a i've been a touring vocalist and musician for many years and i've been all over the place but i'm this is pretty much home to me i've lived in houston as well but dallas is just kind of like you know where my family has been and where i've grown up
0: yeah. So my my mom's side of the family is in Houston. So I I went to Cypher High School in Houston off of 290. Mm-hmm.
1: Houston is hard to live there. It's so crowded.
0: It's so humid. My hair does God. not, it doesn't do any favors. <laughs> oh, hi puppy.
1: This is Nugget. He's a year and a half. He just came to say hi.
0: Hi Nugget. Oh, you're He's so a, cute.
1: He is a furball dude. Mm. He's like, my daughter doesn't want me to get him shaved because she likes him to be fluffy.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, look when it that. gets hot outside, look, look at, at that. you. He's look
1: just a hot you. mess. He looks like a teddy bear.
0: He does. Oh, he looks like a little Ewok.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Aw. Aw, that's adorbs. You know, it's funny. You are. I think you are one of my. Uh, hey, rock star slash toy owner. Now, like, I've have you noticed by watching all the other episodes? There's a bunch of those guys that just and a rock band, or a vocalist, and now they own a toy store. (laughs) It's
1: because we're all flakes, and we just have to, we can't work for anyone.
0: Or you're just young at heart.
1: Yeah. I always knew that I would, I always knew that I would own a toy store, like it was my goal, I'm in my 40s now, but I was, I used to always think, you know, one day in my 50s or something, I'll retire from from music and everything and go into the toy business I had no idea it was going to take off like it did I mean I had no idea it was was supposed to be a temporary supplemental income a decade almost to go. I'm about to celebrate 10 years of owning these stores this year that's great oh my god yeah it's insane
0: 10 years that's that's a long that's a long time and And now, um,
1: now we're literally our main store is next to Nordstrom uh at the the best mall in Dallas-Fort Worth like I saw which happens to be Frisco which is why I moved here (laughs) to be next to well my daughter goes to school here too but I wanted to uh put a store in Frisco and
0: that's great I, I you are also I think my first toy store owner that has a store in the mall that I've seen
1: which is really cool it's a lot more money but the if you get in the right mall the traffic oh yeah I mean the money that goes in and out is insane so it's scary because if you knew how many how much of bills I had every month or how much comes in and out of the store, you'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's successful. I have never lost money, thank God. But it's just so bigger. It's, it's not mom and pop feel. It's more uh-huh. like an actual corporate feel to it, which is what I'm not used to. I've been in this mall for like two years. But it has changed the game. Like I bought my first house. Like it's changed my life, like for sure. But it's definitely, I miss the mom and pop vibe you know hanging out and like I don't even go there much you know I have employees I try to give them the hours and you know I just it's it's not the same I do like the accounting and a lot of the purchasing and house calls and toy buys and stuff but I guess I'm essentially retired because I don't even have to be there I just you know what I mean I'd rather give the hours to someone else that needs them because when I'm there, I just don't need anybody there because I've done it so long. I don't you know, need to just be hanging out there like for no reason. I've got other stuff I can do, but but I've got uh, two podcasts now, uh, one of which is a support group ministry that I've started, which uh, is free counseling, uh, free spiritual guidance, free like life guidance. We meet once a week and have a building for that. It's called Life Support Faith Group. It's non-religious. It's more relational. Okay. And I launched that podcast recently, and it's on all over the place, you know, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and then I've got another new one I just started called Jaden's Toys, which is a podcast, and then I just launched my first thing I'm doing called Jaden's Toys TV, which is me, like, unboxing figs and showing what new stuff we got into the store this week, so I'm trying to, like, really focus right now on content, as it obviously sounds, I'm trying to just get a lot of content out there and just keep everything kind of buzzing, you know, and moving.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that seems like a course of action. I mean, especially with the lockdown and stuff like that, a lot of people had to go digital, just like you had to go to Facebook live to make your bills while being forced into lockdown. So why not keep that going? If, especially because it was very successful, I saw too.
1: I can't hardly go a day still. And it's been what almost two years without somebody saying, when are you bringing Jaden's toys rock and auction live back? We had such a good time. So, what I'm planning on doing, and they're going to love to hear this, but what I'm planning on doing is with this new Jaden's Toys TV, like the YouTube, the Facebook, all that kind of stuff, those, I'm going to, I'm planning to add in the auction again, even though we don't have to right now, just because it's, it's in demand. It's like, Mm -hmm. it, it's, you know, you have to listen to your customers. You know, everybody's like, bring it back, bring it back. I'm like, it was fun. And I do have a home like studio that I'm in right now, like a podcast recording studio. You can't really see, but it won't be as hard as it was then because I didn't have that set up. Uh-huh. So I think that's in my plans, too. I like to stay busy. And that that's a that was fun.
0: It looked like a lot of fun, especially bringing in Derp.
1: Did you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's here. Guy. I've got, he's in my studio somewhere right now.
0: And it was just, was it a bunch of derps or was it just, just one like really awful looking derp?
1: No, what happened was I came home one day from somewhere and saw this big bag Mm -hmm. and it was like this big gray plastic bag that had been shipped from China, so I was like, this isn't the best time to be open.
0: (laughs) Anything from China. So I'm like
1: kicking it. you know, it has no return address on it, which is very weird. That's very it just weird. It says China. I'm like, that's so weird. So I'm like so skeptical, and I didn't even go into the story on the on the on the actual show. So I'm like kicking it, and I'm like, it's stuffed animals, <laughs> like a big bag of stuffed animals. I could tell. So I'm like, I got to do it. So I actually literally go get some gloves.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Winter gloves.
0: <laughs> Spray it down.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like hazmat suit no so i tear a little hole in it and i'm like it's baby yoda and then i open it it was like not baby it was not (laughs) grogu it was his horrible long-lost brother or something a cousin so i opened it and it was this bag full of these things and we just as a joke me and the guy that was co-hosting it with me we put him in this product cam thing i think is on the show we put it in this, it's a light box and we put it in there, I had a camera in there and we, <laughs> he put it so close to the camera with that ugly face. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I don't know why I called him derp. I, 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 give all of my daughter's stuffed animals, voices and personalities to where it's like, I'm a split personality at my house, mm-hmm. like multiple personality disorder here because she wants me to talk like all of them all the time. Our dog has a voice. So I'm like all these <laughs> different character voices and stuff like that. So Derp, you know, just uh-huh. looked like his name would be Derp, and he had a name tag that says "Hello, my name is was Derp,", Derp. <laughs> and he looked derpy, right? So
0: he looked like a cross between ET and Yoda, like he had like a little yeah. bit of an ET face to him.
1: <laughs> it was one of those somebody. It was like it something that looked like it was from Wish. <laughs> Seriously, it was so bad. It looked so bad, you could tell it was like. Prof- like, not professionally made, I wouldn't say that. You could tell, like, it was mass produced. It was a product. Uh-huh. It wasn't like somebody made them at their house. They were two identical. It was like, it looked, but yeah, so what happened was we ended, he became so popular of a character on our auction that we sold all of them. And then the irony is one day I came back home weeks later and there was another bag of them from no address. So I sold all those. So I only, kept, only, I don't know who was gifting me. What from, I don't know what happened. I mean, I've had I've had uh, podcasts all over the world and stuff because that's they they put it all in the world. We've had response years back from another podcast about my toy store from China and Japan. I don't know if there's somebody over there that was, I don't even know. It's very bizarre to me. There's yeah. no it was like a business uh, address kind of, but not like a return address. It wasn't like a PO box. It just had like a name of a uh, a, a weird city and then China, and it was like a stamp. And it was like the post office stamp. It was very weird. I wonder if somebody.
0: Is somebody pranking you? I feel like somebody's pranking you. It worked
1: out for my benefit. I I know. I feel like maybe somebody ordered these things. Uh took their info off or I don't know. And then just put them at my door. Because who knows where I live? Like as first of all, like not many. I don't like share my address with crazy people. But yeah, that's a good question. I've always wondered like where they came from. But it worked out because we sold all of them and like we sold all of them except the one derp obviously the original
0: the the, the derp that that uh stays what store is derp at or is he home
1: he's in my he's in my recording studio oh he's
0: in your you did tell me that oh interesting that's crazy so if Um, i do
1: the auction i obviously have to bring him back sadly my cat was a part of the auction tabitha but she passed away at 16 years old a few months ago which was very sad but she was popular too, because every time I'd be filming, I was filming in my living room and she would just appear in the background that people would bid on my cat. It just was, <laughs> we were just having way too much fun.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> that's great. I also saw very lovingly that you also dedicated your episode to your father, which yeah. condolences. I, I lost yeah. my dad um, at a young age. So I completely understand what that's yeah, we like.
1: Were, we were very, very close and my daughter and him were very close, but he Perfect health, just retired, and got COVID. Three weeks later, he was gone. He spent his last three weeks alone in a hospital. We couldn't even see him.
0: Oh God, that's awful.
1: And the night before he passed, he was getting to, getting to come home. Like they, we, I was going. It was a, it was New Year's mm-hmm. Day, and uh-huh. they told me that I could come get him tomorrow. Or, or it was New Year's. It was right, right around there. They said you can come get him tomorrow. He was, you know, stable and doing better, ready to go home. And the next morning, as I got up, I got a call from the hospital, to say, "He had this, took this massive turn for the worst. So we ended up going down there to say goodbye. It was oh, brutal. Jesus. Like we, we were excited to go get him and he yeah. was excited to come home. And then he died like before we could get there. It was very, very sad.
0: That's so awful. Yeah, yeah
1: it was very sad.
0: This, this whole pandemic is so odd to me because it, it, it's just, it's a coin toss of if it's nothing for you or if it's worse for you, if it's awful yeah. for you, if it's like literally sending you to the grave and it's like, oh man, I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah, I hate it. And the people that say it's a hoax are the people that have not had their dad die of it, like literally, yeah. I mean, he died of COVID. It was not a regular form of pneumonia or something like the doctors said it hardened in his lungs, like super glue. So it would just build up, build up, build up, build up on top of each other to where it cuts your wind off. So every time he was awake, he'd have to be sedated because he couldn't breathe. So he'd have anxiety and panic attacks. So they'd have to sedate him back to sleep. So it was just over, you know, but it's a real thing. I mean, there's all this other speculation about everything else. I'm just saying, I know COVID is real because my dad's gone because of it. So like when I hear people say, ah, it's a joke, it's a hoax. I'm like, bro, it's not, it's not a joke. Yeah. Until you lose your dad or your wife or your kids or your mom or somebody close to you. It's, you know.
0: Did your father have pre-existing conditions at all?
1: Not at all. No. That's so He had just gotten a clean bill of health from his doctor like a month before.
0: My God.
1: Yeah. he's crazy. Yeah. No. Actually, my dad was one of those people that everybody in his family, even the people older than him, thought he'd live to be 100 because he just never got sick. I mean, you have a little cold or something here and there, but he was never sick. He never been hospitalized. Yeah, just it's we try to figure it out logically, but it's just, you know, I worry that it's genetic, too, because I've had it twice Mm -hmm. and I've had my um, two Moderna shots just because I kept getting it. I got it twice, like, yeah, right after he died. I'm like, my God, this is, you know, brutal. Maybe it affects different. Blood types. We Blood know. types. I, Who knows? All I know is it sucks. Yeah, it I'm does. Constantly Anna. getting emails from my daughter's teacher or the school saying that someone in your daughter's class has tested positive for COVID, and it's like every day. It's just, it's just maddening.
0: It, yeah, it. It seems. Well, I'm, I live in New York City, and so it's like for for me, for the whole COVID thing, is like it's literally changed the city in a way to where there's like this sense of anxiety everywhere you walk, because it's, it's just because well, Omicron currently, but even because we were the first epicenter and I swear to God, I tell people ask me what it was like when we went into the five month lockdown, I was here for three months and I told people, I was like, it was like, I am legend Will Smith walking around with this dog and it's like barren outside. Like it was, it was like, I am legend. It was, it was very scarce. Um, you could tell that a lot of people had left um people were paranoid and um they were like park avenue which is usually really really busy just dead no zero traffic that must have
1: been very surreal
0: oh yeah Times square i went there one time dead nobody there it was really creepy it was it was like a horror it was like i am legend or like some sort of horror film where it's like and the apocalypse happened nobody's here
1: man the weirdest thing that happened like the lockdown, you know, really didn't go anywhere much, but right after all of that, like last February, we out of nowhere in Dallas, right around Valentine's day, got this massive cold eight to 10 inches of snow and ice, like shut down the city. Like it was very weird. We had power outages. People were Yeah. The power grid. I remember this. Yeah. yeah, It was insane. And so we would have these rolling blackouts. So you'd have one hour with electricity, then it would go off for an hour, then one hour. It was like insane. I was like using the fireplace and like sleeping downstairs with my daughter. It was so crazy. And once I braved to the store to a target and it was like nothing in the store. Like there was like no fruit, no, like people had there was just nothing they couldn't get deliveries that was and the power was out it was just like this glow of light they had like a backup generator it was that was really scary like I was thinking man this feels like the end of the world like right when we get through a lockdown you know and all this and everything's weird and then we get hit with this massive snowstorm
0: yeah my it also hit Houston too so my mom they lost like their plumbing and everything so they had to go back to like back in the henry the eighth days where you got like buckets and you're giving yourself yeah. sponge baths and you're going out yeah. to the outhouse and it's like she's like it was awful it it's like i'll never i'll never take for granted indoor plumbing again
1: yeah i was like every hour like just like clockwork whenever the power would either come on or go off it would remind me it's every hour i would flush all the t- i have three bathrooms in my house so i would flush all the toilets yeah Like it just kept it circulating, but I have a pool. My pool was an ice skating rink. I am not kidding. I stepped on my pool and was like walking on my pool. This is insane.
0: Oh my God. That's crazy. (laughs) That never happens in Texas. No way.
1: And we're, we're preparing right now as we speak. Like I just got back from target buying a bunch of stuff because we don't have an ice storm coming, but it's going to be like massive freezing cold for the next like 10 days, at least at night especially and then barely warming during the day and we've been having beautiful weather like it's been yeah 60s 70s sunny and now all of a sudden it's just going to be bam cold fronts coming tonight so i I love i I love those memes that say go home texas you're drunk or whatever that is about the weather yeah because it's just really unpredictable here i have to carry jackets in my car or sweaters in my car and then you know just in case a cold front hits while i'm out like <laughs> it's hot and then it gets cold instantly.
0: My my grandfather used to make a joke about Houston as like if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes, it'll change. Yeah. You'll get something yeah. different. It is crazy. But let's circle back because I really want to hear the behind the scenes of how you got involved with a Toy Star near you. How did that happen?
1: I want to say they reached out to me. I've, okay. I've, I'm pretty sure they reached out to me. And, uh, you know, one of the guys, Brian Rich, somebody reached out to me and I was like a hundred percent, you know, down for it, obviously it sounded like a great opportunity and a good cause. And I think we had just closed our store temporarily. I think all that was just happening. Right. I think, yes. contact- yeah. So like, I believe it was during, yeah, yeah. They contacted me, I believe I don't know why I would have known to contact them.
0: Um, think, some people say that there was a listing, or like it was through a friend of a friend that was like, "Hey, this is happening. Do you want to, you know, submit for it?" Because some people had to submit for it.
1: Hmm. I'm not sure. Maybe somebody submitted for me or something. Okay. Because I'm I'm just remembering being like real surprised by it. Like, oh, this is awesome. But, and
0: then, what funny. was the filming process like?
1: Um. Well, luckily, I I do editing and filming and stuff like that all the time I do all my own store commercials and you know channel I've got and stuff like that now and so I have all the setup to like give them good quality audio and video and stuff like that so that part wasn't that hard but yeah I was at another location that's now closed I know I'm focusing on this main one in Frisco but I had another location at the time and you know, we basically went up to the mall, even though it was dead, like nobody was allowed to go in the mall, the owners of the stores were. So we'd go in there and kind of bring some lights and film stuff, you know, That's cool. like that, but it was, it was, it was easy for me because I've, I've done so much of that kind of stuff. So
0: how long did it take you to film?
1: We did footage of, a, I think we were the only, one of the only stores that did like over a, like a year of footage. If you caught that, you know, yeah. just kept adding stuff to it like then my dad passed at the end you know and then we added all that like we were filming throughout a year like an entire year
0: that's cool you didn't have a strict deadline or anything you could just film
1: at first there kind of was then they were like hey man can you add this or then down the road hey can you add this or i heard about this can you add that so we just kept building it so so that my story on this show is like a year A year um, span that's why I look different in all the scenes (laughs) man this guy has a beard one day no beard one day (laughs) like what is going on his hair hair grows fast
0: man his hair grows fast
1: I know I had like in one part I like had longer hair and then shorter hair but then it was longer again like (laughs) it was like you know but we had fun filming it yeah
0: Um, I really enjoyed your George Michael band tribute uh, because you sound like while talking to you, you sound like a nice, rich baritone and like George Michael, isn't he like a tenor?
1: Yeah, yeah. When I first uh, got that opportunity, right when he passed away, uh-huh. I'm a three octave singer. So, oh, awesome, I, yeah. My talking voice is baritone-ish, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I was to sing a Johnny Cash song, it's like a breeze. But I had to to be able to. He's George Michael was always one of my influences vocally, but mm-hmm. to pull off his. To do it right, mm-hmm. I had to really go back to the drawing board and like really train my voice uh, for a few months before that those tours started because that stuff is hard. Plus, while dancing.
0: Oh, yeah. Breath support, diaphragm. Oh, yeah. Of
1: people watching you and your adrenaline and trying to belt out those uh, you notes. Know, always tell people you ever see a singer go sing it? Yeah. Like to the crowd. It's because they're taking a breath or the notes too high. Yep. <laughs> Like, I don't feel confident about this note. So you do it. So I was doing a lot of that at first, but it became, uh, you know, like anything else, it's muscle memory. So I stretched my voice. So my voice is better today than it ever has been because of that. Those we did whatever 40, 50 George Michael shows because of that, my voice got stronger because it was so hard. I mean, he's underrated, man. This guy was very good. Yeah, he could sing baritone as well. He just didn't do it often.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm trying to recall if he ever did. Um...
1: Yeah, there's a song called Outside where he does okay. all his octaves. Let's oh, that- go outside in the sunshine. You know, he's singing an octave. Uh-huh. And, then, and then all the way to, the, you know what I mean? Tender, falsetto, he had all of it.
0: Did you have a band uh, singer, a sing that duet with you that she that he did with, oh, is it Aretha Franklin? Yeah,
1: yeah my background singer named Alicia, she's, uh-huh. uh she nailed that. Part every time. People would be shocked when we pulled that out at the show, you know. Yeah. I'd grab the guitar because I'm a guitarist as well. Oh really. Yeah. So I would grab, you know, I'd have electric guitar on stage and I would play Faith, you know, the lead and everything. So I would already be on stage and then we'd pull that song out. And then I would do these, I produce these videos to go with the concert because it told kind of the story, like of a musical. Yeah. You know, costume changes. It was an hour and a half straight, like story started with a documentary and went into us doing all these different eras of you know songs of his different eras and then would end with the last shows we did we ended it with uh don't let the sun go down on me um which is kind of cool even though that was a you know cover that he did but he still yeah, but it's, it's elton still, john's
0: like, song right
1: yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did he do it without so no it was that, that was really fun that song uh, new year waiting for me is awesome
0: yeah yeah
1: something like that yeah.
0: something like that yeah
1: that's only you know
0: 11 30 in the morning that's
1: quit auditioning for my band i know what you're doing
0: No, no, no. i'm just kidding um, i don't have time to go on a band uh, i mean are you still doing that though you're so busy with the toy stores now
1: we did our last show a few months ago at a place called Lava Cantina. I think we had a little over 500 paid, which is about half of what we're used to. But with COVID and everything, I think that's that was a good crowd. And I was appreciative of it. But I don't know where we stand right now because okay. it's changed a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a, a lot of the uh, places that we played all over the country either shut down or can't they can't pay as much. Uh, you know, and I'm just not willing at my age and, you know, after 20 years to go backwards to to go have fun. I I have too much responsibility to do that. So if the right show comes, I'll do it. But I think I'm going to personally, I wouldn't say I'm retiring yet, but I will probably uh, just pick bigger shows fewer times a year.
0: You should make some music videos. I'm just going to throw that out there.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about doing, uh, I have the whole setup here to do all of it. I was thinking of um, maybe since we're not touring as much, doing some covers of George and then making videos out of it.
0: So, I think that sounds like But fun. I'm also a
1: writer, so, I mean, I, I've got original music too, but nobody wants to hear original music.
0: <laughs> oh, now that's not true. I'm sure some people would love to hear some. <laughs> they just don't orig- want to
1: pay to hear it.
0: Oh, uh, okay. All right. That's that's fair. You should do it on TikTok first. Do you do ask, you guys ask
1: any musician that's not famous and they're gonna tell you nobody wants to hear my song? I even had a venue one time tell me, do you do any original music? I was like, Yeah, I got all excited. They're like, Oh, please don't do that. We're paying you for George Mike. I'm like, Really? <laughs> I got all excited, like, oh.
0: That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you you also could do like commercials. Yeah like little jingles
1: oh yeah i I just i do whatever i'd love to do voice like i said i'd like to do voices and characters so i would love that's one of my bucket list i've done so much in my life my gosh but i i'm not bragging i'm just saying i'm very ambitious and one of the bucket list things that i've never done is be a like a a voiceover like um, i've done commercials actually for radio in my past Uh But I meant like for cartoon characters or something. And my dream would be a superhero. Any kind of superhero or supervillain just to be on a superhero show of any kind, that would be my dream. But you never know. You
0: never know. I mean, especially with nowadays, animation was like the one thing that did not slow down during the pandemic. And so um, I forget who I was talking to. It might have been. Might have been Ashley Eckstein, who is the voice of Ahsoka Tano from The Clone Wars. I was interviewing her oh, okay. and she was saying that, especially if you have an at-home studio that like animation just kind of shot up, like the jobs there, you know, just increased because that was the one thing that could get green light and could not get shut down in the entertainment industry because everyone could basically do it at home if they have the proper setup and you could be coached on zoom and yada yada google meet all that stuff
1: yeah that's awesome i did it um it ended up being for the wwe uh wrestling memorabilia show that they put out last year but i did this like i was reached out to to audition for a show that they did not much give me much info about out of LA. And then I was, you know, I auditioned on Zoom and got a call back, but I didn't get the part. It ended up being, they ended up using like somebody that was training to be a wrestler at the time or something, but that was all on Zoom.
0: Yep, exactly. All, the world is changing thanks to COVID. But speaking of people that like uh, tra- are still traveling and going around and stuff, Brian was at your actual store.
1: Yeah, that was really cool. What
0: I mean, happened? When
1: was that? That was something we filmed kind of at the end too. After that year, it, he was in town working with uh, an, on something else with the the guy from RoboCop, the yes, guy that yes. wrote produced RoboCop. I'm so bad at remembering names, but he was awesome guy. So he called me up and said, "Hey man, I'm in town. Let's let's do yours, you know, in person." I was like, "That's awesome! Yeah, yeah that was really cool." And that Would- was in. I'm in another location in the mall now, closer to the food court, but that was my first one there.
0: Oh, so he was at the mall location?
1: No, he was somewhere in Dallas and then just came up to my mall and, you know.
0: Right, where you filmed it was the mall location, the store. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, okay. That's pretty cool i think they were making the movies that made us because they have a robocop episode of the movies that made us so i believe that was it that they were doing so that's pretty cool
1: yeah and both of them actually bought toys
0: (laughs) oh what did they buy
1: oh my gosh i can't remember why brian bought several things and he was really cool guy too i'm like you know i always hook up people that hook me up you know like the Uh store promotion has been amazing with this so, um, I was trying to give him a discount and he wouldn't, he was like, no, man, I want, I pay full price to support the store." I thought that was very cool of him. Yeah. So I said, well, if you're that nice, I'll just charge you more. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. <laughs> no. And then, and then, um, what was the other guy's name? I feel so bad. What's his name? I mean,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm a Batman person, so I'm not gonna, I oh, don't Oh, that's my I, favorite. You know, know, that's my
1: favorite superhero.
0: Yes. You said it on the episode, which is why I'm wearing a bat shirt.
1: Oh, uh, I didn't notice. Well, thank you. That's, yeah, he's definitely my favorite. I, I just saw a uh, really cool shirt the other day and uh, it says, I'm not saying I'm Batman. I'm just saying that me and Batman are never in the really same, same place. place. The same time. I love that. Yeah, I'm, that. that's like, psh, he's my ultimate hero.
0: Is it Edward Numer or Michael? Yeah,
1: Edward Numer. Ah, I there think. we go. Yeah, and they both, Brian and Edward bought some stuff too. I can't remember, because ex- I really can't remember what Brian bought. Edward, what he bought was really cool. He, there was a Robotech toy. Oh, really? Yeah, that was um, from, like, the early 80s. And he had used that as a model for the idea of Ed 209, which was RoboCop's nemesis. That's awesome. So he actually bought that original toy, that gave him the idea when he was pitching the concept he I think he said he used that idea that was really cool so we actually happened to have that toy that he used to get inspired for ed 209 that's really cool
0: that's pretty awesome I, mean, I think that's in the uh intro you can see that toy that he purchased in the intro to your episode oh, yeah.
1: yeah and I can't f- remember I'm so tired today I can't even remember what the name of that toy is either but it's from robotech at least
0: Yeah. No, there <laughs> you go that's all you need I got that much That is all you need. Now, I also love that in your store, it seems to have a a wide variety of toys in terms of like vintage versus modern versus, hey, look, there's a whole wall of Funko Pops.
1: Yeah, being, uh, especially being a mall store and then being in the type of mall that we are in, with Mm -hmm. the foot traffic we're in, and the location even in the mall. We're right next to Nordstrom, so it's a lot of moms with their kids. So I've even added a lot more I'm still pretty much action figures, but we have added Pokemon cards. So we have action figures, Pokemon cards, and Funko Pops. Pokemon cards are probably a good 15% of or 20% of our income. Like they just I really stock. I have no way to order them. So I'm basically buying them from people that are flipping them to me. So uh we, we i mean we've got a big selection of pokemon cards and they sell like handfuls of them all day long i mean it's just amazing and then the wow. funko pops have been hot since my first toy store almost 10 years ago i mean they've just they kind of took a dip like in 2015 but then they just went right back up and they're just non-stop especially at christmas i think we had like 450 in stock and i think like right at the day after christmas we had like 90 like it was insane wow. I think it's a good gift. They're, they're a good gift because, and Funko, I hope you're listening, hook me up. But if, <laughs> I think they're a good, cheap plug. I think they're a good gift because they make everything. So if you don't know, if you're like, oh man, you know, my grandma likes Golden Girls. I wish there was something Golden Girls I could buy. Oh, there's it's a pop. Betty White Funko Pop. I have to mention Betty White, rest your soul. Um, so that, you know, they, they make everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: everything i don't know how they get the licenses they must be a billion dollar company by now or multi-billion dollar because that's insane they have a license for everything i can even think of cereal, tv shows so those are good to have because in a mall because somebody's gonna find something they can buy oh yeah so, and they've
0: but, and how many different types of batman do they have they have like what at least 40 different types of batman
1: there's so many yeah the newest hottest one is the Todd McFarlane batman series these seven inch figures those are yep. great i love those i don't personally collect them i like more vintage stuff but those are really cool and i've seen the new toys uh the last uh, few days of the new the batman movie that's coming out oh yeah uh those, those toys look really cool do they really a batmobile with a little um you know batman guy from twilight <laughs> i picked up that, that I picked sparkly up
0: that. bat sparkly yeah. bat <laughs>
1: I like it. You know what's funny is I was not liking when Ben Affleck was announced as Batman years back. That was right when I opened my first store and I was like dogging him. I was like, what? Batfleck? Are you kidding me? And then he did amazing in my opinion. I love his Bruce Wayne especially. It's like spot on. So I'm going to give homeboy a break. You know, sparkly bat. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll give him a break because the movie look, I like dark Batman movies. You know, I feel like Batman is a dark character, man. He's a vigilante because his parents were killed right in front of him. He's not a, you know, campy character like the old Adam West show. I mean, he's like a legit, you know, he's screwed up. Yeah. Basically. So that's kind of what I like about him is he's so dark, but he tries to channel it for something good. But this uh, new movie looks extremely dark. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The trailers look really dark, which is, it looks like Batman. You know, the, the, the vibe of it looks like Batman. I already have critiques that I don't like, but it, it, hopefully it'll be good.
0: It looks like it. I, I like that they're going to bring it back to Batman being a detective because I think that was one of the things I was missing in the Batflick stuff is that Batman Batman doesn't didn't really use his detective skills with Ben Affleck too much. And I like that we're going to go back to like a mystery that needs to be solved. And yep. Batman's got to step up to do it. The only the only critique, because I think Robert Pattinson's is actually a great actor. Um, and he actually ha- is famous for saying that he doesn't like the Twilight movies himself. Like he doesn't, like he's like, please don't ask me about the Twilight <laughs> movies. It's my only critique is he looks a little too skinny for me.
1: Yeah. I read that he refused to work out.
0: Oh, did he? Like really? I, I read
1: that he refused to get buffed, that he was asked to, and he he refused to to do that. That he wanted that's the way he wanted to play it so all guess, right we'll and i, I and I, there's a few like i don't understand why they um they uh what's the guy playing penguin's name again
0: oh uh-huh. colin farrell
1: yeah i don't understand why they booked colin farrell for that gig when he doesn't and then they changed how he looked to where he doesn't even look like colin farrell he it's looks like-, like a soprano or something so i'm like that that's an interesting choice you know why why do that
0: I think it's just because some actors just kind of want to get engrossed into character work and character study. Yeah. And... Cause he's got
1: like, he looks, he doesn't even look like he's looking like another actor. I think that's interesting. I think, and then they, the way they're doing the Riddler is a very unique take on him. I want to figure out why he's got the tape all over his face. And I, I can't yeah. understand his costuming. So.
0: Isn't that almost borderline hush at that point? The yeah, character it, hush it, it, at it that point. Like
1: it's reminded me of, of hush. Yeah, yeah. This, that story a little bit. Yeah, they're definitely pulling from that. Cause what else what, did I read about it? Uh, I read something that was really intriguing. I was about to say about this. Uh,
0: well, it got story. shut down a lot thanks to COVID, bringing it oh, back yeah. to COVID. Yeah, it's Man, just it, like they would start. To have and been stop. Out like a
1: year ago, right?
0: I know it was supposed to be out.
1: I'm excited for it now. It's actually made me really look forward to it. Oh, I I read that that the goal that they're trying to make this the um, uh, Kurt Cobain ish Batman. okay interesting
0: interesting okay let's see it i mean we'll have to wait and see how it
1: works (laughs) (laughs) did you go
0: uh did you go see spider-man no way home over the christmas break oh my gosh so good i know right
1: oh my gosh that was one of the best superhero movies i've ever seen like that was so intense like i thought at the end of like the avengers when they beat thanos and the crowd reaction of being there live was so cool but that movie oh my gosh so i know
0: uh, i mean like the crowd
1: was into it and oh was yeah a theater yeah that was so good man. yeah I, I, I was my my first was toby mcguire that was who was spider-man to me me you too know, andrew garfield's awesome too but toby mcguire was like totally spider-man to me mm-hmm. i loved it and that line where he says are you going to go in there looking like a really cool youth pastor or yeah <laughs> poor <laughs> toby Maguire. he actually does look like that which is not an insult but
0: <laughs> no, it, it it's it was a funny lot. I I think my favorite scenes in that movie were of the three of them just interacting with each other. It was so cool. It was so cool. It had really great, really great callbacks done tastefully. I think one of my friends did not like it because they were like, oh, it was just nothing but fan service. I was like, yeah, but fan service done well. Like they had smart writers. They're like, if we're going to do this, we need to actually give character arcs and have purpose and meaning behind them actually showing up besides, oh, everyone would love to see this and i thought i thought the script was really well done in the sense to justify why the other two spider-man spoiler alert guys uh should show up at that point like i i yeah. they gave they they gave it purpose and to me that justifies the fan service of it
1: yeah i agree and i just saw that andrew garfield spider-man they're gonna make another spider-man with him like because of that is what i read i don't know if that's true or not i
0: don't know True, but there is a lot of buzz now. I mean, Andrew did say recently when he finally could talk about it, he said that he and Toby went to go watch the movie together and they were in like baseball caps and a mask and nobody knew it was them. And they said that was enjoyable, but he said it if it was a good story, Uh, he would absolutely be open to any ideas and I think the same is said about Toby Maguire I think it's just about like because a lot of people are thinking that Toby would be really good for like the first introduction of like a Miles Morales live action and he being and he being the older Peter Parker
1: like the Spider-Verse movie yeah Yeah. he could play that for sure
0: I mean because I personally as somebody that's seen like what Four, but three Spider Men now. I guess four if you count Spider Verse. Um, I would love to see an older Peter Parker. Now I've seen Peter Parker as a kid enough times to where it's like let's let's see what old not old but like because you know like to me forties are, are not that old but I, I would like to see an adult Spider Man at this point now.
1: Yeah, especially like the teenagers and stuff. They see us forties year olds, forty something year olds like me. They see uh, they see us as old. <laughs> So it would be kind of cool. I like, like how, uh, I like how they're doing all this. Now Michael Keaton's going to be Batman in the Flashpoint or the Flash movie. Oh, my gosh. He's my all-time favorite Batman. So I'm, like, blown away. That's my all-time favorite movie is the 1989 Batman movie. Ooh,
0: I mean, let's see. That's not my favorite Batman. But my favorite, ba- but, I mean, if we, if we talk about live-action Batman, yes, Michael Keaton is my favorite. But Kevin Conroy is my Batman all the oh, way. Okay.
1: Yeah, I split those up. I just, live action with animation.
0: Animation, yeah. I guess to me, because technically speaking, Kevin Conroy's played Batman the longest out of any actor. Mm-hmm. So I think he's the closest to that character because he's played Batman longer than anybody else,
1: which is really cool. Yeah, I know Michael Keaton was wanting to do the next Batman movie, but read the script and was like, no way. I not yeah. that character.
0: He's like, no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm I'm not out. Oh, Tim Burton's not back. Ah, uh, I'm out. Sorry, sorry guys. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Um, so tell me what is next for you because you left it kind of open ended that you were looking at other locations to open up because you want to make this a chain, correct? Jaden's Toys, a chain? Yeah.
1: For right now, I put that on hold. I, I'm uh, I'm not a gambler at all. I've I, that's you know I've never lost money with this business because I don't gamble with it. Um, I like smart. Strategic, goals you know or like you know I like to be strategic and not gamble um I have to I like to step outside myself and ask myself a question and my question would be right now would you open a toy store right now for the first time and my answer would be no I think there's too many based on the COVID thing the unpredictability people are a little tighter with their money the shipping issues with toys there's just a lot of factors in it I think the only reason that my the two reasons my store is even still successful is because of our following, Mm -hmm. uh, especially here in Dallas, Fort Worth. I mean, we've got um, 50 something thousand people on our Facebook alone, most of which are local. Um, And the fact that this mall has created more following for us because of the foot traffic of all these people that normally and, and we started catering to kids, too. And doing all that with the Pokemon and the smaller kids stories like the little Spidey and his amazing friends figures and all these things I also attribute it to my I have a lot of connections in the professional wrestling business like a couple of guys that are real famous were just shopping in my store and filmed it and put me online it had like 10,000 views last night wow so that's awesome I attribute I pay credit where credit's due but I would not open another store right now because I just don't think it's it's smart I really don't It is my dream. I think my dream now, and if somebody hears this, (laughs) I think my dream now is for someone to maybe one day take it further than I can maybe franchise it. I think my new dream is since the show now is I would like to franchise the concept. So that's why I've, I've really focused on branding right now, because I want to present the concept and how I do it and the branding to someone to maybe franchise it around the country or world i don't i don't you know you never know bring back the mall toy store you know what i mean um yeah because i have the financial records to prove to someone on a business standpoint that it's successful so you know it's not like a gamble for them either so i think if there was anybody that was interested in opening a Jaden's toys that would be my next dream with that i'm pretty sure i don't think i'm going to open any more myself
0: So if somebody wanted to franchise something and they didn't know how, what's the first couple of steps that they would need to look into?
1: I would say that they would, they would need to really look into what it all franchising isn't as easy. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, I'm going to open a Jaden's toys and pay Jaden 10%. It's, it's not, it's so difficult. You know, if you don't know what you're doing, they need to get in touch with people that know what they're doing and, you know, and, ask questions because you know like subways are franchise. i think there's starbucks. a lot of restaurants yeah start they're all franchise. you know what i mean but mm-hmm. you have guidelines to follow and 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 the and obviously the original starbucks still get paid for all the other ones it's just a i you know it's a it's a big long it's a whole other podcast so i would just have i would just tell them they need to like really research how to do it but i just have this feeling and this gut instinct that even though i didn't reinvent the wheel and most of us all kind of do the same thing i can just see this idea that i have being franchised
0: that's pretty cool i like that you have aspirations and dreams and goals and they seem plausible
1: yeah and then i would actually have no problem like overseeing it and going to wherever it is and and you know being involved if that's what they wanted but i just mean like i just think that i personally don't have a plan right now that could change but right now it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's it's a it's a very good risk to open another store. This one's so busy already that it would be hard for me to have the time anyway, but secondly, you'd have to have staff it again, whole other set of bills, and I'd honestly want it in another city because we already are in the middle and we get people all over dfw, so there's no point to open another one here. I'd want to put one in Austin, Houston, you know, somewhere Or wherever else, if we franchised it, but I I just don't have an idea to do that right now.
0: Oh, Austin would be fun because there's a huge gaming community in Austin too. Uh, I think also
1: be a whole new. It would also be a whole other set of toys.
0: Yeah,
1: we would reach a different market. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, but you know I'm working on it. Like right now, I'm probably seventy five percent ready to start. Trying to reach out to people about franchising nice, and yeah, so i'm pr- I'm pretty close, like if somebody was interested right now, like they heard this and was interested, they could already it, it's already stable enough to be able to
0: the blueprints are there,
1: you know, talk about that, and we have, yeah, and we have the history, I mean, you know, I've, yeah, I've called it different names, but it's been almost ten years now, so I mean you know. That's awesome. Like said, I've been truly blessed with it. It's unbelievable. what used to, what was going to be a supplemental income. I've never lost money. I've never had a loan. I've never had to take out a loan for my store. That's awesome. Um most of the inventory that we get come from people bringing it to me from our customers. It's just a concept that's just been working for us, you know. And we don't do online. That's the big we're like the only one that besides the auction during the lockdown, we don't use any eBay, Amazon, nothing. We are strictly in-person destination spot.
0: Wow. That's yeah. great. I don't
1: use it. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are like, man, that's stupid. I'm like, no, because if I use one of those, I would take all of our good stuff and ship it out, ship it out to all over. You know what I mean? Instead of having it for my customers, they come because I've got people that come from out of town, from out of state, you know, other cities like that come because you can't get the stuff anywhere else. And that's kind of what's unique about it, you know, is it's as long as I always said, as long as people are coming, I'm not going to ship it out, which makes people that want me to ship it out mad. But I hope they understand my idea. You can get this yeah. stuff anywhere online, but it's cooler to see it in person. When I first started my toy store, everybody was telling me the same thing. Why would why would you do that? We could just people could just go on eBay then just go on Amazon and order it. I said, because I don't enjoy doing that. So like I enjoy I enjoy getting stuff shipped to me sure but not toys. I like to see them, hold them, get the package, you know, notice every ding on it. I I like the 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 hunt. So I was like, man, there's still people that like the hunt. And I was right because I made a toy store that I would shop at that I wanted to exist, knowing that other and that's what you do in anything in entertainment anything. Mm-hmm. You you do what you would want to see, or to hear, or, you know, where you'd like to shop, where you would like to eat. That to me is my, that's what I've done. And I've achieved a lot of things in my life with that motto, you know,
0: and the common theme I've seen too, is that a lot of the toy store owners firmly believe in the interface, the social interaction of the toy community. They, they crave that in-person conversation. They crave that in-person celebration of fandoms of nostalgia of their ips and kind of geeking out with each other and that doesn't work as well online
1: yeah when i the first um i paid my dues i mean the first i think four years of my first toy store i was there 60 to 70 hours a week
0: wow i I was like
1: the bartender that's always at the bar that you go talk to (laughs) Hugging all the people, I knew them all by name. I missed that. We can't, I can't do that now. It's just like we're not in that place right now that I can even I, I just don't have time for that. But I do miss that. And I did notice an immediate decrease in sales when I stopped being there full time. Like, you know what I'm saying? And they have to get to know the employees now because I was like, you know, now if I'm at my toy store, I know I'm not famous or anything, but now if I'm at my toy store, people are like, oh man. You're the owner, right? Oh, that's cool. Let's take a picture. Not because I'm famous, but because it's just that social interaction. Of course. You know, the idea that the owner is actually there. I know most of the owners, these toys are actually there. I wish I could be, but just not in a place to be able to do that right now. But um, whenever I, I am actually gonna, I think work there like tomorrow, for instance, you know, had some employees that can't really work, something happened to another one. So I'm just taking the whole shift by myself out of nowhere, you know which that's very rare for me, but that'll be fun. You know, I like being there.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome also to have a career that you, I can see that you fully love it. You you fully love owning a toy store. You love giving that joy of a toy to kids of all ages, from kids from one to 92, basically.
1: Our tagline is come be a kid all over again. That's my tagline of the store, you know, on all this media stuff, I have my daughter says it at the end of Aww. the podcast, then you know, come be a kid all over again. It's, it's our, and that's the whole point. You know, we all love that point in our childhood when we didn't have bills and heartbreak and depression and all this stuff. We just felt so protected, most of us. And, you know, just Santa and, you know, it just brings back all of that. It's the nostalgia of it, even with new toys especially they're making all these retro remakes, you know, which is really awesome. But yeah, it, it, I always tell people like, I mostly sell nostalgia, mm-hmm. that, that's what sells.
0: Oh yeah. You know, of course. I,
1: I, I joked that I wanted to name my first store. Oh, expletive because that's what I heard when most people walked in for the first time, like, Oh my crud, <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> yeah. I've seen grown men cry Oh, you no! Know, I've I've seen men berate their moms for getting rid of it at a garage sale in the eighties. I've I've seen. We've all probably seen the same exact stuff. You know,
0: <laughs> that's great. Uh, but you don't have any Beanie Babies, right?
1: You know what's funny is I do not buy Beanie Babies. No, <laughs> but they do sell.
0: Do they really still sell?
1: Not like oh, I've got the rare Marilyn Monroe Beanie Baby for twenty thousand. No, they're like so. I have a story about Beanie Babies actually. Okay, tell me. So my employee uh at, at my old location a couple years ago, he called me and said, Oh my gosh, man, some lady just brought like a thousand beanie babies, like has to keep making trips to her car. So we have he's like, There's a thousand, what do I do? And I was like, Well, what does she want for him? He goes, I don't know, man. I'm afraid to ask. I was like, No, don't be afraid to ask. She's like, he's like, I know, but she's brought them all in, and now I feel like we're gonna rejoice. like, I do not want to buy beanie babies. Like, I was like, No offense, Ty, but Know it's not, they still sell them at 7 Eleven. You know, they're six bucks. I'm like, I what am I going to do with those? So I'm like on the phone with him, and I and I am like coaching him what to do. I was like, Oh my gosh, we don't want to hurt this lady's feelings. This older woman, like, she's working really hard to bring the stuff in on a cart and everything. I'm like, Dude, you should have just stopped her at the first box, bro. So he asked her why I'm on the phone. Um. I'm on the phone with my boss. Like, like we really don't buy Beanie Babies. Like how much are you looking for? She was like, I'm just donating them. I want them out of my house. So she donated a thousand Beanie Babies. Right. So now I'm like, that's cool, but what am I going to do with a thousand Beanie Babies? So (laughs) it was so many, we had tubs and tubs in storage. I mean, it was just so much. So what I did was I marked them all at five bucks and I just, put all the non-duplicates out in this big bin, right? And we started, well, first of all, I made a, a, a joke to my employee. We did a little uh, a, a little gamble. I said, a little bet. I said, dude, I'm going to mark these at five bucks. I guarantee you people are going to buy them. And he's like, bro, no. He's a younger guys. Like nobody wants this garbage. This is a hot garbage. And I said, dude, watch, we're in a mall. Okay. So they're like six, seven bucks at, 7-Eleven or wherever you find them. Let's put them at $4.99. I guarantee you. And I'm going to put them right by where people walking by the mall. They could see that we have them. And the kids can be like, I want one of those kitty cats or whatever. Right. So we yeah. started selling them like hotcakes. Oh, dude! Oh, my gosh. We we sold out of them a couple of years. Like, like Christmas time, we might have sold like 300. It was insane. Wow. I won the bet, needless to say. But it ended up being like, who knew? Like we thought this lady was burdening us with all this <laughs> crap. And it ended up being like this big chunk of income for the store. So, <laughs> anyway. so, so will I, you
0: take beanie, beanie, beanie Babies now?
1: I would take them if they were very inexpensive so that I can sell them at five bucks. Yeah. But oh. I, if somebody, I, we get, I think, I bet, I would bet $1,000 that every single toy store from this show every single store from every season has had somebody call them and say oh yeah i have beanie babies i've got the rare ones how much do you pay for them and it's like oh it's like that one star trek next generation um prequel star wars 90s toys <laughs> like those are the ones that are like people think they have a gold mine because they just found it all in a state cell and we have to be the bearers of bad news bad news I'm like, how much are you looking for it? Uh, five grand. Uh, I honestly wouldn't pay 50. I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) No, it's a recurring theme where people, I've asked toy store owners about Beanie Babies and they'd be like, ugh.
1: Ugh. My only thing is I made thousands (laughs) off of that lot of junk. But anyway. My daughter probably still has a few, because I was just trying to find Well, You someone.
0: want it, news? It's a kitty. Do you like, like cats? She was like five
1: at the time. She's like, I want a kitty here. I have eight kitty. I have a litter. A <laughs>
0: That's so funny. Um, do you have a conquest toy?
1: Mm, like a holy grail?
0: Yeah, like you will travel to Mordor and back for this toy
1: i will tell you from owning these stores and cherry picking those things that i really like that my man cave upstairs right now plays the hallelujah chorus when you open the door <laughs> yeah it it should it's it's like a bright light hits you and it's like oh my god um all the plastic is shining in the light of heaven because it is so like i've i have a story for every item in my man cave like you know I've, i don't take everything home i'm trying to run a business But those apples of my eyes, you know, there's a few things. I would like a Thundercats, Cat Slayer with a nice box, but open and mint Mm. and complete. I've had something close to that once and sadly sold it at the beginning of my toy career to help open the first store. Pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah, I miss it. I like Thundercats; it's not my favorite, but I'm also would like to find a carded orange-haired Lion-O Menton card, the first run, because the it, all all I ever find is like this: the dark red hair. I, I he didn't even have that in the show. He had Garbage. Yeah, so I'd like to have Garbage. that. Remember this show called Greatest American Hero?
0: Yes, vaguely.
1: Very early '80s, though, but it's kind of cult following-ish but it was about a teacher who these aliens give a special suit to, but he loses the instruction book. So he has like a superhero suit and he can't really fly, right? He crashes and all this. Anyway, it was a great show. Um, I have Migo made these little pocket superheroes. They're three and three quarter inch. Uh-huh. And I have the Volkswagen bug that they came with and the Ralph and um, and the Maxwell, I the Bill Maxwell. I have that set, but I'm looking for the box. You're
0: looking for like, the box.
1: I've seen the box sell for $800 for this empty box. Ooh. It's like very rare. I'm looking for that. Uh, what else? I'm trying to find a mint in package, uh, Tomax and Zaymot G.I. Joe, the twins. They came okay. with the mirrored, mirrored package. There's a few things that I have just not come across in my career. Yeah, I, that I would really like to find. There's not, I can't think of anything else. There's a few things, but, you know, somebody hasn't reached out to me. Oh, and my WWF L J N. Rubber Wrestling Collection. I am only missing black strap Andre on, from the Black Herd series. If anybody hears this, know what I'm talking. They know what I'm talking about. I'm missing that.
0: That's all right. We, we'll go on this mission for you. And I'm like, what I mean. We. I mean the the people listening, because I I wouldn't be able to help you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. Hey, but the one thing I was actually thinking of that I haven't asked anybody yet is that: Do you sell any Pirates of the Dark Water
1: toys? I once bought an entire collection of those, and over time sold the entire collection. But it was very niche.
0: Oh yeah, you know, I mean, I mean it didn't last that long. But, but Tim Curry the was the bad guy. Entire
1: carded box collection at one point, like everything that was available, <laughs> like at one point. Yeah, never had anybody ask for it though since.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, like, out of all the IPs that are getting rebooted, I feel like that one deserves a reboot just because it didn't last very long, but the concept was so cool, mm-hmm. and you had all these different eclectic characters, and Tim Curry was the bad guy. And yeah, it that was, was a good
1: show. I remember that.
0: Yeah, I feel like it would do really well to have a reboot. I'm just going to throw that out there, but uh, I, I have yet to ask how the toys did. I'm well, assuming... you know some
1: guys that are producers, so who knows? Some, some
0: I know no trust me yeah, i've I, already i want to
1: voice it. what's his name i want to then we'll all have our dream come true then i'll yeah, exactly. voice one of the characters
0: see there you go <laughs> i know what i'm doing rich
1: yeah rich
0: <laughs> yeah rich are you listening to this rich he is he has to listen to these <laughs> okay great Do a
1: Perry voice okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just just start off with a slam beneath me Mmm, Slam up above you're like wait that's the wrong card too that's
1: definitely the wrong one
0: i know (laughs) toxic love but it's still it's still you can use it as an audition song it's a tim curry in the same vein there's dark ooze going on i don't
1: know if anybody knows how to get these gigs like i'm a singer a voiceover guy like why am i not working right now i need to work i need to do that
0: uh well i've actually heard uh from some of my animated voiceover animated friends that it's just Animation is really hard to crack into because it's only like a small group of people that just do all of them yeah. because they can like Tara Strong does like so many voices and she's just yeah. like, ah, I bet you Tara could do like three parts in this one show. Save us money.
1: <laughs> it's just yeah,
0: like only hire one person for three voices. Um but it's, it's, it's also it's
1: also the pitch of what the job is. Hey, do you like to talk? Do you like to make voices? We'll pay you a lot of money to do it. Like it's yeah. everybody wants to do it.
0: Yeah, and then everyone's like, "Yeah, I'll do that. That's that's no problem." Where where we sign me up? Than,
1: it's way harder than people think. I've I know. For some of it. yeah, it's it's not, it's hard.
0: Yeah. And you don't understand some of the natural inflections that you do in your voice until you start recording over and over again. You're like, "Wow!" And they're really doing do like that? do
1: it a different way. Do it a different way. Do it a different way. Yeah. Five thousand times. Like,
0: oh my gosh! I know, right? Over and over. All right. So Jaden, where can the folks at home find you on the social channels?
1: Okay, on Facebook, you can follow our Toy Store page at Toy Store Dallas. At Toy Store Dallas. Um, it says Jaden Frost Cool Toys because, not Jaden's toys, because some other little kid reviews toys on Facebook before I got to it. So uh, it says Jaden Frost Cool Toys at Toy Store Dallas. Instagram, you can reach me at Jaden underscore frost underscore abstin, a b s t o n. Great. Um, I'm also my personal Facebook is also, uh, I, re- I talk to a lot of people on there every day, and that's um, Jayden Frost official. Good, i I'm trying to think what else. Um, I haven't been using the Twitter in a while.
0: Twitter, are you on <laughs> TikTok?
1: I'm not on TikTok yet because I, I I've known too many people that have gone down like a rabbit hole and they've never came out. I do watch like the Instagram. I catch Real. myself like waking up in the morning and watching all those, like the the bob in the head one, chocolate ball or whatever that one is. I, I'm getting like obsessed with those. Like I'm starting, to, like I can't, I can't do TikTok yet because I'll I'll get too hooked. If I could find a way to help my Other ventures with TikTok, I'll probably delve into it, but it looks more like just fun stuff.
0: Gotcha. I understand. I've also avoided the tick, the talk, because it just seems like a lot of people like, ah, five hours went by. What have I been doing? You've been watching dog videos. That's what you've been doing.
1: Lip syncing
0: dog videos.
1: I I do, before I forget, have to pitch because I'm putting a lot of work into it.
0: Yes. Go for it. Our
1: new podcast go for it. It's just called Jaden's Toys, J-A-Y-D-E-N, apostrophe S, Toys, and we're on all the podcast outlets right now. Um, we just got started. There's several episodes um, talking about toys, pop culture, pro wrestling, the goings on the toy store. I've also just now launched Jaden's Toys TV, which I talked about at the beginning, yes, which is me unboxing stuff, reviewing toys, showing you guys what's just in, going on toy hunts. I've got a, a guest. It's going to be a lot of fun <laughs> you can find that on youtube or you can look um on the at toyster dow's facebook page i'll be uploading the videos there as well um also my life support faith group which is a uh, christian-based support group um uh, that's focusing more on relationships and not religion And if you can think of it like a bridge between not going to church and church, we have that. It's taken off really well. We have a podcast for that just called Life Support Faith Group. Uh, I'm very excited about that. It's uh, something that I'm doing that puts my mind off of me and onto other people, which is very, very positive. And it feels great to do it. And it's something I've always wanted to do. And now that I'm finally doing it, we have a building. I mean, it's it's just becoming like this really cool thing. I'm very excited about, so I wanted to pitch that too. But yeah, two new podcasts, Jaden's Toys and Life Support Faith Group, hosted by moi. And they're a lot of fun. And Jaden's Toys TV, which is on YouTube and Facebook.
0: Excellent. Great pitching all around. Loves that. (laughs) Nice and clear, clear directives. (laughs) Yeah, 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 you did great. You did great. A plus for you, Jaden. Well, thank you. thank you so much for coming on the A Toy Store Near You podcast, the companion yeah. podcast to A Toy Store Near You, now on Prime Video. Jaden, till next time, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for watching all of the seasons and the episodes. But thank you specifically for watching mine. And my daughter now tells everybody she's famous and then she's on TV. So uh, if you see my daughter, Emmy, make sure to ask for her autograph.
0: Mint on a card and loose, complete prototypes that are really unique. Great Garloo and me go to this and more at a toy store near you. Subscribe to us too. And like and comment.